Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome, everybody, to the Tommy and Hector Show with Larita Blewett. We are here in the Hen House. Hope you're all well in these early stages of 2021. And this is the first podcast of the new year. <laughs> I was lying on the couch. <laughs> it sounds like something an old Gwen <laughs> Gore would say when he's ejaculating. He's trying to get... Like, oh, stop! Again, the wanking is back in again. He'd be, he'd be lying on the top of you. <laughs> oh, yuck, that sounds rotten. Uh, <laughs> anyway, he, I was lying on the couch last Saturday night and we all got ready, ready and watched the show, Tommy, and I have to bring this up. Oh, yes. When we looked at your face when your man walked in with the red hair. The journeyman. The eyes. And when we heard that he transported a piece of fire from Norway, well, I swear to God, I said, this is going to be beautiful. How did they find people like that, you'd wonder, wouldn't they, couldn't you? <sighs> yeah. An amazing young fella, because he just, um, now, he wasn't, he wasn't able to tell a short story. <laughs> and it went uh, along the really go on. Yeah, it, we, went, we were a good while there. Like, he was talking, he was telling us another story that took, to tell us the story about Norway, he had to tell us the story about Peru. And we were a half an hour into Peru and we hadn't even started Norway. <laughs> you hadn't even got there. So a remarkable young fella. And um, there was a fair amount of... Now, I did go on to the social media thing because uh, I, I don't watch the show, but I would keep track of just what people are thinking about it. And there was a fair amount of slagging of him going on. And I just hope... My sense of it was that it was good crack slagging. Yeah. You know, because he was... Uh, I loved him and I thought it was... Like I said on the show, fellas like that should be... Uh, there should, should be an option on the CAO form. That was a lovely yeah. point at the end. That was a you lovely know. thing you said because... But um, I, I don't think a fella like him would get too bogged down on stuff on social media. I don't think. He doesn't strike me as someone that would be too... It was just... It was... It was a lot of it was very funny what they were saying about him. You know, the poor fella, like he took a fire all the way over from Norway to Mullingar and the mother put it out. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, for the audience who saw it, Tommy, and I saw the show, and for everyone listening on the podcast, I have a few more questions about it because mm-hmm. you were trying to get it out. I wanted to know. He said he was down by the harbour and he saw a pirate ship coming in. He went over to your man. Did your man just give him the boat? Yeah. No, your ma- no. What happened? Your was, man gave him a job, was it not? Yeah, he gave you, him a job on the boat, and then your man gave him a job on the boat uh, to go from one part of Norway to another. Right, and then. I, he wasn't incredibly clear how he got from that part of Norway to Scotland in the storm and who else is on the boat with him. He was trying to... He, he wasn't able to describe anything from a, from a single point in time. Like, he he would tell you one th- bit of information and then he'd add in something else from another time in another place. Yes. It was hard to follow him. So I had to... In the actual interview, which lasted over an hour, I had to keep kind of... Digging. Hang on a minute, where are we now? And who's with you? And that kind the, of stuff. Most Remarkable. The most intriguing part was how did he keep that piece of fire alive? Oh, in a stove. In a stove the whole way. In a That's stove. Mad. Amazing, isn't it? But what's also remarkable was that he was saving up money to. I don't know. Did they include the bit where he was? He got the barrel top wagon commissioned. Yes. He went to a traveller yes. man and he got do the old style barrel top wagons. He got them commissioned. He goes around the country. Because he's a qualified chef, making food on the back of those for people. He, and he had to get horse trained in order to be able to walk a horse on the busy roads of Ireland. And that, that's part of what his whole thing was about, that I did this in order so I could do that. 
Um, a remarkable young fella. You know, and he's only young. Was he only 24 or 26? 24, 25, yeah. yeah. When he got to Ishnock, I thought that they would light a massive bonfire because I've been on the hill and it's owned by David Clark, this farmer who's very passionate about mm. that land. I thought he was going to light a massive bonfire. But then they extinguished the fire on the top of Ishnock. They buried it. They buried the fire. They kind of dug a hole and they, they buried the fire. So in Mother Earth, Mother Ireland. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Because that is the epicentre of all fertility in Ireland. That is a great, a great, a great notion. For he had him. a lovely head on him, hadn't he? Fantastic, a, a dreamer, pure dreamer. Yeah. You know? And as a, as I said to you before, the GAA coach, sure, maybe he's right. Maybe he is right. In terms of the name of this particular episode, oh, I've as it recorded, I have two um, suggestions. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, first one, first one, Burren Munich. Yes. Yes, we saw that one. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's a, a yes, Borough Munich. And the next one is uh, Borussia Munster Gladbach. <laughs> so which one? Hector, have you got any? Well, they are coming thick and fast now, aren't they? Like, it's brilliant. A bit, a bit like myself. <laughs> I, 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 when I heard Miami Dolphins Barn, I said, we're veering away to another sport. But then when I saw it written on the podcast, Miami Dolphins Barn, it's genius. Good. But there's some really funny people out there over Christmas. we got another one. What about Real Betis, Real, Betis Town? Real Betis Town? No, you see, you're... Oh, no, you, you see. see what I said. We've got Lurito. control issues here. Go on, no, and give them one more. What about this one? Fennet St. Petersburg. Fennet, where's Fennet? And Kerry. Fennet, you're thinking of. Fe- Fennet, St. Petersburg. Okay. I don't know. So, Lorita, <laughs> see, your you ones are very clever, but there's no crack in them. Lorita, Hang you, on for a second. And how much crack is in your one? Lorita, do, you make an op- do you want to make an observation here, Lorita? Yeah, I'm thinking. Do as you're told now. I, <laughs> I'm thinking. Go on, Lorita. Say thinking, what you told me when he wasn't in the in house. <laughs> what did I say? Well, you're all what very you, brave when Tommy's <laughs> getting the shade. What did you say when Tommy went away? What, what would you? I think we'll let Hector pick one this week. Okay, Hector, no, you pick one. Yeah, no, yeah. I, you didn't say that. Come I on. just said that he seems to impose himself on us <laughs> at the start. He's, control, he's, he's got control okay, issues. We know let's, that. Let's have a vote. Let's have a vote. What was the first this one? This already sounds like a fucking coup d'etat. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was the first fucking one? Che Guevara and... Real Betty's Town. Okay. Right. I'll, I'll be happy if Real Betty's Town is next That's because it's me. Right. Real yeah. Betty's. Real Betty's Town. Hector, if you have to explain the joke, it's not a joke. Or it's a fucking crossword it's a, puzzle. No, but it's a better use of words than... Uh, bur- bur- anyway, who came up with these Burren ideas? Burren Munich is funny. It's short. Burren Munich. Burren Munich, yeah. And that came in this morning, didn't it, from... Um, Oren. Oren, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and for a man who doesn't look at social media, he's very off on these very titles. Very off Very, very off Are you getting <clears> more I, used I, to it? I knew her. <laughs> off Ofe, yeah. She was a sister of Darren Faze. <laughs> <laughs> so how do we work this? See, there's a problem because there's three of us, so I get the deciding vote. You decide, Solarita, yeah. No, I don't. No, get do, get lost. For fuck's sake. Anyway. What's we're, the name of here. the show? Burren Munich. Okay. Burren <laughs> Munich. Oh, there you go. Welcome to the show. I want to talk about heroin. <sighs> Sorry, <laughs> I just said, is the next thing we're going to talk about love? And Tommy said, yeah, kind of. I think we opened up the Christmas podcast going, I want to talk about hash. I want to talk about heroin because I've never done it. I've no uh, interest in doing it, but I've always been really struck by the people that you see in the street who have taken it. And how the physical, when people talk about the physical feeling of heroin, they talk about it as in, um, this fella said to me one time, uh, it was like falling through a bed of feathers. And they talk, it's the, and I would see a fella say on a bit of cardboard in a car park in Dublin and he's after getting a whack of it. And what I think, I don't think there is anybody on earth who's, interior is in such collision with their exterior at the moment of the at the height of their highness what they're feeling on the inside it's they're floating man every cell in their body is a fucking gospel choir singing hallelujah and they've been fucking their backs are being stroked with gorgeous feathers there there are explosions of pure delight in their body, inside in their bodies, outside of their bodies, they're dressed in fucking rags, they're damp, they're cold on cardboard in the corner of a fucking car park, mm. and there's p- 
piss stains and there's mm. the half a fucking sandwich on the ground and they're just fucked. So I'm always, but what just strikes me is that the difference between the two, the difference, I don't think there's no further extreme of it, is there? Mm. Oh yeah, I know what you mean from you what, what's inside and what's the reality well, outside. As, as drugs but, go, as drugs go, it's it's right up there, isn't it? It's fucking... But isn't it like um, getting really, really strong painkillers, like horrendously strong painkillers after surgery where you feel that... That Morphine. feel of, um, like, you know, like those opioids are like, yeah. uh, you know, that's how you feel that again. Like, I, I know I took them after I had surgery on my foot and you do feel this like, oh, my God, like, there's just you feel like you're not, you couldn't possibly be on this earth when you're taking them. Really? Yeah. In, in terms of pleasure? Just in terms that's of having absolutely no feelings whatsoever. Just morphine, like, no, morphine. just like your brain is overridden by this tablet. Um, and it, it's a it's a nice it's a nice feeling mm. to be on them, but obviously they're controlled, and you know. And maybe the dosage isn't as much as when people take heroin via needle for the first few times. It's just, I mean, but like, like once you go there, you just can't really like, like. There's very few that come back once they go there, isn't there? Well, I, I, yeah, I mean, you'd have to say that that would be the general anybody who has. Uh, survived addiction would never encourage you to take it recreationally. Yeah, well, not that. You know what I mean. Um, and what's, I guess what's kind of shocking is what's and what's really sad actually is when you hear about towns like Galway and the guards making a heroin a bust it, yeah. and hearing about heroin in Galway, and you kind of think, okay, Galway was always known for hash, and then you know Galway was known for pills. In the nineties and the noughties, always you know you, there's always some bad bastard who could get you cocaine, um, and but the heroin thing just seems it's like oh fuck off we've but enough troubles without this arriving in the town. Every right? town, you, every every rural town in Ireland has a heroin problem from Clonmel not, to Port. No. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And it's it, I'm telling you now, most. County Ballina would have it. Not heroin. Absolutely, there's no, a pocket no, of heroin. I'm not taking it. I, 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 I don't believe. All right, well then, I, Castle Bar. No, I don't think ah, it's in Lorita, small Lorita, towns. Heroin. Westport. No. Lorita. Navan. No, I. Well, maybe Navan. Lorita, I don't know anything about Navan. Lorita, it's 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 rampant, unfortunately, in this country, and it's riddled but sure, in this you, country. If you, if you, I don't want to be. It's not today. It's night or prime time on this fucking podcast. If it's but it is. It is. I'm not saying it's acceptable, but it's there. It's no, a, but I'm, it is. I'm time. saying if it's acceptable that there's cocaine and this is allowed in, well, it's inevitable that you're going to get to that level. There's cocaine in Ballina. Yeah, there's cocaine in bloody Foxford. I I, I presume, but I wouldn't think there's Lovely people cocaine. taking heroin there though. <laughs> There's probably my... there's probably cocaine in Knockmore, like, but you fishing wouldn't... for lovely trout along the river. But they're like, the you know, it's a it's laugh like for the cocaine story. But then the heroin is going to come next because people, some people have addictions, have addiction problems, and they take cocaine. And then is it their next step to go? Oh, I want more. I need more from that, or is it a completely different hit for somebody who's? Well, I, do, I don't know, but I'm just saying my my my, I'm just always struck by. The sadness well, of I, um, it. No, I'm struck by the fucking, the power of the trip that the person is experiencing. It's a magic. Ma- and, and, the, and, the, and where they're fucking sitting down. It's, it's as Do you if, know what I mean? It's as if they're, just, they're, they're sitting on a street. But they're in horrendous pain and they just, that's their escape. Well, like, they're home. Like, I, I stayed in a hotel. I'm not going to name where it was, but there's an alleyway that I'd have to use sometimes going into the, to get into this place. And there's two, there was two massive uh, industrial dustbins and I and there was syringes always there and I'd seen it for a long time and then one morning as I was walking by there was two lads in there and they just young lads backpacks and they were stretching stretching the arm and another lad injecting another lad and I just walked along and that is the that is the other side of it Tommy because from seeing that there in at the back of an alley when a rat ridden behind a massive dustbin there they were and this and then two minutes later they're on a magic carpet ride to mm. utopia mm-hmm. and that's just fucking mad to think that there is a drug like that on the planet that comes from the Afghanistan Afghani opium fields from the poppy fields of Eastern Europe of Afghanistan and places that it's it's been on the earth for millennia of years the poppies 
There's think, probably more people on, on prescribed medication than there is on heroin. Well, you may be fucking sure of that. Yeah. Um, absolutely. But absolutely. How about the, how about the ayahuasca? What's Would that? you like to try it? So the ayahuasca is this plant from the Amazon. Abs- absolutely. And you take it in... Now, there's... Um, I know people who've gone to... Uh, housing estates in Cavan to visit the fucking the Bill Turbot shaman who will take you on a trip um, it's a kind of a it's kind of like very powerful holy communion like it's a <laughs> <laughs> well I've never had a trip on the holy communion I got like if you if you, if, if, if you so can what is imagine, it like a leaf or something I think it's a they boil it down to a, to a, a, it, a liquid and you you take it okay now you have to be in special there has to be someone minding you someone who's done it before someone who'll help you when you start to panic some people fly to the Amazon to do it. Some people take the bus to Cavan. <laughs> Cavan, like, right. how but glamorous. There, but there are people who will mind you, you know. Um, and you sit in a house, like. Well, you sit, doesn't matter where you sit. You could be in a fucking shack 45,000 miles from fucking Rio de Janeiro up the jungle. Or you could be in the front room of... 44 Sycamore Drive Cavan Town uh, with all the cushions around the floor and and plastic bags on the window to stop the light coming in and you take it and you vomit you vomit for a good hour and a half you're just vomiting you're vomiting up all your fucking resistance that's what's coming out of you so it just makes you vomit vomit. no in the beginning it makes you sick so you enter this is a 14 hour trip like so you vomit for the first hour and you have a bucket beside you and you just (laughs) And then it starts. Then you see things like a fucking a tiger, and you didn't even know there were tigers in Calvin. A tiger might walk through the wall and come over, and he'll smell you, and you'd be sitting there shitting yourself because you've got a fucking ten stone. How heavy are tigers? A lot. Twenty stone. Twenty stone tiger. Let's go. You're shitting yourself and there's something fucking unreal about the tiger and you look into his eyes and he's got these really small little Marty Morrissey's dancing in them. And then the tiger might lick your face or he might bite your head off. And you've got another 12 hours of this. You might, your body might leave the earth and you go up and you, <laughs> you know, stars was talking to you. You'd see the ghosts of everybody you were ever related to. You might see your children's children's children you might get a vision of Buddha or Christ or Bobby Charlton. You might see great people. You might see great people. And in 14 hours of this fucking trip, you, you could be in a forest, a waterfall, you could be anywhere. But you're, it, so you're, you're transported. And you, might have to, you, you might have to relive things that you've done in your life that you feel bad about. And but have you control over that? And relive them. No, you're tripping now. You really are. Relive them. And you might, you might be crying and weeping for stuff that you've done and maybe this is where the shaman comes in and he'll guide you through it and he'll give you a drink of water or a, a peppermint sweet. they'll continue to sing in the background the yeah. chanting continues this all happens well, what Cavan. if you're well I was just going to say Bell I Torbett, don't think it makes any difference if you're in Montgomery Cavan. Drive I don't think it makes any any difference if you're in Cavan or you're in Mexico <laughs> Forest then okay, if but that's so, what happens well, if you're sitting in the room well, it's kind of like a tiger comes in and the stars no, are there no just no. No, if, you're having a, if you're having a pint of porter in uh, Kells is one thing having it in fucking Abu Dhabi is another yeah do you know what I mean so, right so I get you yeah so but, so what, what, what a lot of people would say after taking it is that they resolve things I know this one fella who took it and he had, he, he was engaged to a woman and he had uh, done the dirt in her and um, he'd split up with her after that and when he took his ayahuasca that's what he fucking went through he went through that over and over and over again. And I don't know from what perspective he saw it, but he wept. He had a weeping trip. And he said he got to the, he came out of it a day and a half later and he phoned her and he said, I'm sorry for that. So it has that kind of effect on people as well. Do you know what I mean? That's not and just is it, pure does tripping. It, does it have to last that long or could you just say, oh, can I have a trip for an hour or... Can I trip for two hours? No, no I think no, it's. I think no, it's once you're in, you're in. You're in. You're in. You're in for the big, but the like, long haul. And do you generally come out of it fixed? Then, if you've gone, it's an outer body experience. Your mind just. But like, say for instance, he he um, suffered during that time. Yeah. Was he when he came back around and went off out and rang his girlfriend or whatever? Was he just fine then? He, was it, it like a psychological? Yeah, it was kind of like confession. He 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 phoned yeah. her and he apologized. Now this is this had happened fifteen years before. 
Like this was an old wound. He he was in his early forties. This had happened in his and mid twenties. Feel before he went in that, that was something that was bothering him. No idea. He didn't oh, know yeah. it was bothering him. Oh yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. You have to be. I'd say in these positions, you want to be doing this with friends. You could don't want to be sitting with a group of strangers. Could we get the man from Cavan to come down here and give it to us, and then we could do the podcast? <laughs> and the three of us in the fucking three separate corners, <laughs> I'd be weeping, and I'd be in a shamanic <laughs> state of soccer. leprechaunism. <laughs> you don't like it. it, it it's pretty. I don't think I'd like that. I mean... I, what do you want afterwards, though? What if... People are looking for a revelation. No, but what would you want to take that again? Or would you want something else then? Or I think I know people who've taken it a few times, but it's very popular now. And it's one of those underground movements where you may be sure that there are you, that you could get a phone number off someone you know that would put you in touch with someone who can get you ayahuasca. In Kevin. Anywhere. I, I, really? I... I, yeah. I, I, I I often thought I've been with a shaman a couple of times on my trips in South America and I've been I've been blessed by a shaman in different places and, and have I've you seen taken this different medications or potions that they've made for me because they've request I've asked them for specific requests but I've never taken the ayahuasca but I would prefer to take ayahuasca deep in the Colombian jungle or in Peru or the Amazon than take it above in 46 what Montgomery if a monkey Drive, started because I don't you? know if it's full I don't know are they important the ayahuasca? Is it 100% pure? Who's I getting mean, it? That's the thing. Who's getting it? And is the an ayahuasca a plant? Or? Yeah. yeah. It's a special herb and they mix it up. But it's an ancient Aztec, Mayan yeah. Indian. They've, they've been it's probably basil thousands of years. You get here. Thousands of years they've been taking it in South America uh, for, for journeys. Imagine you're soaring up over the jungle. You become a, a bird and off you go then for 12 hours. Did we take magic mushrooms one night and end up in the... Bar. I never liked magic mushrooms. I always felt about 12 people on each shoulder dancing on top of me, pushing me down. Do you not remember that? We took magic mushrooms one night and we ended up <laughs> down in, um, we ended up in a bar, the old Punchbag Theatre. The front oh, of Jesus. it had, uh, they turned it into a kind of a, a music night. Yes. And we ended up there talking to two fellas from in and around the Meath Louth area. And you convinced me, and I was fucking convinced, I had to go up and talk to the guy who was running the club to get these fuckers out, that there were two gay IRA lads who were having an affair, but were run out of loud by the IRA for being gay IRA. <laughs> and they now... This is while you were eating the mushroom? They the knew that we knew and they were going to kill us. So I had to go up to the fellow who was running the night. <laughs> you did not. I fucking did. I said, listen, look, you're not going to, them two boys in the corner, they're two gay IRA lads and they know they're, they've been, they've been kicked out of dog for being gay because you can't be gay in the IRA. They just, they don't like it. They just, it's, 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 it's just, <laughs> see them two boys. It just that. complicates things. If, it's happened? one thing going out into the jungle. The two boys talking to Hector. Look at them. The two boys talking to Hector, they're gay. And they're, what, what happens? And they want to kill us because they know we're gay. <laughs> and what? That's what I said. Uh, do you remember that night? And what happened? What night. did he do? He just looked at me in a did very kind of tolerating way and he said, thanks, Tommy. <laughs> I will keep an eye on that for sure. <laughs> Those were the days when people used to go out to do the Galway race course in September and October. Oh, that's right. The, the Galway race course would be pl- fucking young, damp people. Plastic bags at done stores. Mushrooms. Mush- Looking for magic mushrooms. Yeah, Pitch yeah. and putt clubs all over the country. We've gone through it now, September, October. I, I, I was at a party. I was at a, a birthday party of a lad out in a castle outside Galway there a couple of years ago. <laughs> we stopped the van. You could hear. <laughs> walked in. It was like walking in. It was just amazing. There was fire eaters and dancers and vampires and multicoloured neon lights and the castle lit up and there was big, massive, all the electric picnic heads with them, body and soul. It was a couple of hundred people. They had this old ambulance with the side of the ambulance open and the decks inside. It was brilliant. Loads of characters. Three o'clock in the morning, I met these Spanish people. Hola, como estas? The donde eres? Stand at the back of the dance floor. And your man goes, somos aquí por, 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 por los mushis, por los fungis, por las setas. That's what they call it in Spain, las setas. And the Spanish love magic mushrooms. And they believe that Ireland is the epicentre for magic mushrooms in the world. These two lads showed me what they had. I said, Tiene setas. Do you have mushrooms? And I went, Si, venga. Went round the back to the car park where the cars were parked at the back of the castle. I'm not joking you. They had a Micra, a 191D Micra rental car. And your man opened the back of the rental car and took out a quilt, like a double bed quilt, and opened it. I'd say there was about 20,000 mushrooms stuck with the moisture to the inside of the quilt. Mm-hmm. It was like opening up 
a Fort Knox bullion gold. It was He just pushed it out and he put it on the bonnet of the car. There must have been 25,000 mushrooms there. And they had come from Spain. Para las setas. Now, did they pick them or did they buy them? In the, oh, picked them, Tommy. They picked them here? Yes. And they were dri- driving around Ireland, going to parties. Selling them? No, having great crack themselves. It was a ready-made pharmaceutical thing in the boot of the car. They had their they had their mushrooms. They stuck to the, the mushroom with the natural moisture stuck to the inside of the duvet. And he opened it up and it was just like... Ta-da. And did you take a fistful? Actually, we took it. <laughs> we took a blast and we went back into oh, the... Oh, um, oh, um, what um, I, mushrooms, mushrooms, no. I don't like mushrooms. Mushrooms, no. I'm I not. took some in Amsterdam and I laughed for a solid four hours. <laughs> That's all it did to me. It just made me laugh about everything. And this woman came up begging and she was looking for 50 cent and we ascertained that she was 50 cents mother because we just kept telling her she was so the poor woman now we did give her money but we were just laughing so much laugh 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 Mexican mushrooms my my friend was in Thailand and you know those full moon parties they give you magic mushroom shakes and she said she had she had a full one by herself and she said she really shouldn't have and she just got completely lost and she was walking down this beach and she was like absolutely out of it and she saw this fella she met this Irish fella and he was shifting a dog <laughs> and she, she said, thought no well and he thought he he thought he was shifting a person but she said it was the worst like, how would you shift it like munging <laughs> like was he up, up in the back of her he was lying on the beach. The dog was dog, probably just, doing the just work. Just French kissing the Labrador. Yeah. Oh, fuck me. Uh, I took a, uh, as Bill Hicks would say, a heroic dose of fucking acid one night. And I was walking around Galway and I felt, do you know those, do the moving floors, you get, what are they called? Travelators. Yeah, escalators, felt, yeah. No, these are on the ground. Oh, the yeah, band. yeah, yeah. Like I felt the like the whole city was a fucking travelator. And... <laughs> I was like ice skating. You I, were stopped and it was moving. I was, no, I, I was ice skated all the way from Air Square down to fucking, I was living in a house in uh, a new road and it ended up bad now. It ended up bad because I made the fatal mistake of going into a room by myself and I had a tape of the soundtrack of The Last Temptation of Christ by Peter Gabriel. <laughs> And I put that on and I couldn't take my eyes off the fucking wall for a day now. And you were roaring, I was, I was just fucking tripping out on this because you know, the last temptation of Christ is all about the devil and the fucking Palestinians and I, was, I never took acid again. Yeah. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Uh, back in the day, <laughs> it was strawberries, strawberries, sheets and Micro sheets. Dots. And mi- <laughs> What were they? The tips of the nibs of a pencil. Yeah. That's all it took, a nib of a pencil. And away you went for days. Did you have trips, Aaron, the lawn? <laughs> ah, 
Look at everyone has a trip on the island, Tommy. Hector used to pr- Hector used to have a pair of denim dungarees and long hair. Like, do you remember Leaf Garrett? <laughs> no. Do you remember Leaf Garrett? Ever, he was an actor. <clears throat> so I've 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 memories of meeting Hector with long curly hair down to his shoulders, denim dungarees, stone roses t-shirt, and a stone rose t-shirt, and living out in the island. Look at, I went to the Aran Islands and I went on a journey and the journey took 16 months to find myself. I had to just fish and feel the air and the, the breeze. It's in Sunsplash Cottage. And I used to, my, it's funny that that cottage we lived in at the, at the old quay in Inishman looks straight out at the village of Inishir. Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> the magic mushrooms, anyway. magic mushrooms. I mean, those two Spaniards had came to Ireland in a rental car because we are the epicentre of it and I'll never forget that image when he opened up the quilt. Mm. It's like a it's like a mum coming in going I made you Pavlova for Sunday dinner. <laughs> they were in their element Tommy. But I suppose their is, element. But isn't the you always hear of people who didn't come back from them trips. No who, I was just going to say how do you know which mushrooms you who can. Who got fried some of the neural pathways got over fried. Yes. Like you know it's, uh, and no more than what pochine or too oh, much yeah. whiskey And can, how did they react then? When they just goes. they wouldn't be fit for stuff and there might be people who'd end up in psychiatric hospitals. Right. You wouldn't be fit for much like you'd be frazzled. You'd have singed a few of the wires in your head and there's no repair in them. Joe the electrician cannot fix you. What you need is a safe place with safe food and safe people and no stress. And, a, and yeah. no shifting dogs. No shifting dogs or nothing. Just safeness. That's all you need. So there's a new Finnish, or it's not a new thing, but it's a Finnish tradition, right? And it's called pantsdrunk. It translates, it's, it's, it's a Finnish word, but in it translates to English as pantsdrunk. So basically what the Finnish people do is they sit at home and they drink in their underpants. They get drunk in their underpants and they send like little pictures and little emojis to each other. And instead of like... Is it a horny thing? No, I don't think so. Um, it's so I thought because now we're all going to have to be at home that we should embrace this tradition in Ireland. I, I was thinking you might come up with an Irish word for it. Panstrunk, right? Mm-hmm. Is is basically so you, you know in Ireland we have a tradition previous to to COVID where we would drink at home and maybe go out afterwards and people would get too drunk. Whereas in Finland they just sit at home. Take off their trousers, sit in their and underpants. And the women are down to their underwear, are they? Yeah, send and, send a selfie to their friends and say, have a drink with me at home in your house. Get, get that's involved. That's so remarkable. So yeah. they, and, and it's not horny. No, it's no, not there's horny. There's nothing wrong with just getting down to your underpants. There's nothing sexual with that, Tom. With your underpants? like You're in your underpants. You're in boxers, pennies so boxers. What, what could we, to put an we Irish We could call one called on Boxer Orgy. <laughs> oh, you see, you're just... Yeah, I'm only joking. I know. So, yeah. so how could we... Well, first of all, seeing a load of Irish people in their boxers and their jocks. Tonged. Cocks. Tonged. Tonged. (laughs) But don't encourage people to put them on and say Yeah, because everyone has a tongs in their And they have little emojis on their phone, you know, like your little man there, Tommy, that you have. Um, They've got little ones with men in their own, like an underpants one for men and a beer. And they've got women with like a gin and their bikinis. But how many people in Ireland would be happy if you go to your mate's house and a dinner party and the boys... And no, 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 but this is a separate thing. Oh, this you is, don't do it together. You don't go to... You so don't, you're with we your wife. You're with your, your wife yeah. is in her, in, her, in her bra and her knickers yeah. sitting on the couch. Because you see the weather... There's it, you know, nothing traumatic there no, for the children <laughs> coming yeah. into the room. No, no. It gets dark, you see, obviously, early in Finland. They've less light and that's what they do at night because they can't go out and they don't have money. Like, you know big social events and blah, blah, blah in some and parts of it. Yeah. So I was reading it in the New York Times and they were trying to, you know, get Americans into it now because of COVID. But I think here in Ireland, we should like <sighs> so, um, have my, our own version of it my here. Question, who are they sending the photographs to? To their friends. Like, so instead of going to the pub with their friends. Yeah. Right. But th- that would just develop <laughs> into <laughs> do a, you're a right. wank. It's a wank fest. <laughs> no, you're... <laughs> Like. It's fucking. It's it's so the minute you put your underpants on, you, you, you have can't. you're compelled to have. No, that's but what about? Well, look at Orla's after sending a photo. She's above in the bungalow. Look at her. She's in the, look at that. Look at this. Look I'm at this. going to. I have another question. This will lead us on to something else. I have another question you, about that but, in a but, second. But, but, but girls, like you can't, you can't think that. How can some? You'd get a fright if you saw some people in their bros ears. It's one thing. It's one thing if a fella in his boxer shorts or his or his jock sitting there having a beer. We've seen them images. 
changes a million times. Homer Simpson. So, some of them are great and some of them aren't great. Oh, but but we, what about a girl what who strips we... down to her bra and knickers and then she starts sending photos going, having a little butt glass of Bailey's here. How are you? Stop, and you oh, look, it I've spilt it all over my tits. <laughs> There's a Guinness all Just going to have a little gin and tonic here. Oh, yeah. How could you, pants drunk. So see, the finish, to... the finish, the finish maybe because not as sexually repressed as we are. We you see there. The Ireland we is just have to thr- turn everything into sex. Ireland is thrumming with sexual energy. So any hint so the of minute a bra- you've got your underpants on, you feel like you cannot. There's too. There's so you little may... a barrier there that you have to put your hand into the underpants and start. If you send somebody a photograph yourself. of you drinking in your bra, <laughs> you may as well be saying, "Come round to the house and ride me now." <laughs> That's the fucking truth of it. And a fella, and a fella no. in his jocks? Uh-huh. You filthy prick. No. You, no, you, uh, you... A man would only be drinking in his jocks after he had the ride anyway. <laughs> do you know what I mean? There'd be a post-ride photograph. So... Well, I fucking right. I got all good tonight, please. <laughs> hey, well, can I just say that was one of the nicest adjectives I've heard on the show so far. What? Thrumming. It I, is, Ireland is thrumming. With sexual energy, because we, we we so how would we put our own spin on that? What would we have to do to make I don't know it non-sexual? How we could get away with that. We should we turn everything? You could wear your you could wear your O'Neill's football shorts and but still, but it's the women taking their clothes off. You can't get see like what? Oh, see, so you just won't be able to cope with. Would she just be able to get pictures from men then? If that was, I thought it'd be more disturbing if one of the neighbours sent me a photograph of. Say, say there's the, the fiercest fucking Icelandic storm landed in the country and the wind was whipping around the fucking houses and tons of snow falling around the place. We're all locked inside for three and a half fucking months of shit weather and I got a f- uh, picture of one of the neighbours in her bra and knickers. Sure, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I just call round to see... Uh, have you a Phillips no, you couldn't do that in Ireland. It's too, we're too repressed. But why are we so repressed? Uh, why? Well, because, because we were, I guess, because uh, sex is chaos. Sexual energy is chaos. But and why are they not like that in Finland? Uh, maybe they just have a there's much a, healthier attitude. I think there's more of there. an openness up there. Is that a Catholic church thing? We're rep- uh, that's why we're repressed. I went to a swimming pool in Helsinki where you swim in the nip. Inside? In the swimming pool or yeah, outside? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a nip. It's, it's, yeah. it's a swim in the nip pool. I wouldn't like that. You know, and <laughs> so what? It, it's very famous. Like, so what you do is you just, you go in and you just fucking strip off, and men and women, and you're just fucking. But there's you're nothing just, wrong with that, is there? You're, you're just swimming behind one another. But hairy <laughs> balls. <laughs> the funny thing was, like, the the fella I was swimming behind this lad, right? And like, if you're doing the worst thing, it's it's awful to get behind a lad doing the breaststroke because what happens is if you're doing the front crawl the two legs are together and you're just going <laughs> to kick but, oh. <laughs> or the butterfly but when a fella when a fella's doing the breaststroke he kicks the two legs that's the butterfly that's the butterfly that's the butterfly and you can no, see no, the breaststroke the... is this that's the butterfly oh, the go. butterfly is when he opens his legs and you can see his legs Hector the butterfly is the one where the two is is like the front yeah. crawl where two arms go at the same time. Yes. The breaststroke is when you go out like that in front of you. Oh, and he kicks his legs out like, like a frog. Like a frog. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yes, so, yes. Uh, so what happened was that I was doing the breaststroke <laughs> behind this lad and my head going under the water <laughs> coincided with his <laughs> legs kicking out and all I saw was this fucking <laughs> octopus of a fucking <laughs> ball bearings and... Just fucking hanging down in front of me. And I, <laughs> so what was that? I was kind of, I was head down in the water and your man's balls and Mickey were just fucking dangling in front of me. That is disgusting. I, I was lifting the head up and going, ah, for fuck's sake. Did you ever fucking... I can't cut it off. So if, you, if you had a pool in Ireland where people were swimming the nip, they'd be fucked. We can't. They'd be fucked. Stop. There'd be a guy standing at the end. You wouldn't get to the Croke Park, the fucking crowds would be gathered around the side of the pool. 
pulling themselves asunder. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Why, um, why the women are doing why, a, well, a we, backstroke? We can't even have a nudist beach. It's always, always every summer. Oh yeah, that's turned into a nudist beach there oh. now. Like we can't deal. When the with, Irish go on holidays and they see naked people, it's absolutely <laughs> offensive. Irish lads on the beach in Spain to see a pair of tits. <laughs> like, the, the no, set like, up it's gone WhatsApp to fucking six hundred different capital cities all over the world within a minute. But I, I, our, the fact that we're kind of slightly sexually repressed, I think it's probably it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. I mean, <laughs> sex is probably more exciting to us, and it's more there's more happening in sex when two Irish people get together. People who are very relaxed and casual about sex mightn't be, a, uh, it mightn't mean as much to them. You know, mm. we're like starving people getting a burger. <laughs> You know, you fucking hot into it. <laughs> For the first time. Yeah. So uh, you haven't eaten in three days, then someone gives you a fucking Big Mac and you rip open the fucking box <laughs> and then you're just... <laughs> <laughs> There's fucking sauce all over your mouth and your fingers are all oh, gimpy yeah. with fucking ketchup and onions, but you... <laughs> <laughs> and then you're fucking... <laughs> You're there just rubbing your stomach <laughs> off. Your rubbing your stomach off. <laughs> Covered in crumbs and stuff. Get, get your phone. Fucking snap that. Look at that. <laughs> uh, what's it called again? And just one more time. Boxer shower. Pants drunk. No, yeah, I, I wanted to bring up at the start of the day, when we were talking about your man that brought the fire from Norway, I was there, imagine if, what could I do? What would I bring as a sacrifice? And I said, I'd take a bag of chips from a chipper in Navin and bring it all the way down to a chipper in Dingle. But you see, you have to have the vision, Hector. So you have to, and you have to be open to the vision and you have to not, you know, these daydreams that come into your head and we dismiss them. Mm. This young fella got one of them fucking daydreams, but he didn't dismiss it. I know that, and I'm so, I, I, I really love that. And I, he, I appreciate that. He opened that. himself up to the power of what he thought. What he could do. And he just went, this is mad. This is like... This is, do you remember the bit in Indiana Jones where he's standing on the fucking cliff edge and he's to walk across the far side and the rocks are so jagged <clears> that he, he, is, he can't see the path. But when he steps off the ledge... The path opens The up. path becomes yes. obvious. Yeah. No, um, I know, I know. I, I and then that young fellow was like that, you know, he was just um, incredible. driven by But what would you do as a sign? Would you, would you bring a size five? Would you solo a size five football from the clubhouse? No, you have to have, look, I'll tell you, you have to have the, the vision of it and you have to wait till the vision of it comes to you. And when and if it does, like a friend of mine, a friend of yours too, Hector, you'd know him, Walked one time from Navan as far as Castlereagh, mm. left the house, just didn't tell anybody. Just yeah, fucking and, and a man of sound mind and head and body. But why did he go to Castlereagh? Like? Because his that's where his grandparents were buried, and he walked from Navan to Castlereagh to visit his grandmother's grave. Now isn't that a fucking remarkable? Wow. Yeah, remarkable. And did he walk the whole way? He walked, but wait till you hear. He walked the whole way, and he must have been in a certain frame of mind when he left the house to allow himself to fucking do that. Mightn't have explained to his wife and children where he was fucking going. You know, maybe they were kind of half worried about him. Maybe he left word, said, I'll be gone for a few days. Maybe they thought he was going for a drive. And he was sound of mind and body and soul. He walked. He only had the clothes on him and his wallet. Uh, he cut his finger on some bushes the first day and he, had, he, he bled a little bit and he ended up wiping it on his trousers and his shirt. So he said he went into Penny's and he bought a full fucking change of clothes. Socks, jocks, shirt and trousers. And fucking got the new clothes, put them on, threw the old clothes in the bin. And he walked to Castlereagh. So what's happening to you there is you're kind of walking into a state of mind. A state of mind that you can't access in your car. You're three days on the road. You're, you're in your own imagination. And then the further you walk, the stronger it's becoming. This world that you're in. He went into the graveyard to visit the grandmother's grave. There was an owl. This is a fucking true story. Owl lad comes up to him. What grave are you looking for? He gave, her the, gave your man the name. He says, oh, I, I went to school with her daughter. I know, I know well where she's buried. Took him over to the grave. Oh, yeah. They got chatting. And you're not from around here, the owl lad said. He says, no, 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 I'm from, I'm from Navin. And uh, the owl lad said, oh, Navin, yeah, I've never been. Did you, did you come via Athlone? And my friend said, no, I didn't. I walked. And your man goes, you did not, you, and you, I did, you did not, I did. 
You walked from Navan to Castlereagh, I did. It took me three days, so I fucking walked it. And the lad is fucking blown away by this. He doesn't know who he's talking to. What kind of a strange man does something yeah. like that? And then he says, the lad says, imagine this now. He says, you might do me a favour then, will you? And my friend goes, what? And he says, keep walking. Will you walk from here to the Basilica in Knock and go into that church and say a prayer for me? And whatever state of mind my pal had walked into. He didn't. He said, I will. And he spent a further two days walking from Castlereagh to Knock and went into the fucking Basilica and said a prayer for the man he met in the graveyard. Now, that's the type of thing that people need to know about. That that, that, that kind of act is still possible in Ireland. And we, like when was this? This is about oh, seven or eight years ago. We, oh, right. we live in a country where stuff like that is still possible. You know, where we have... There's an ancientness to it, isn't there? That part of our mind hasn't totally fucking closed over. Yeah. You know, so when that young fellow was talking about I had a vision that I had to take this fire from Norway to Ishnach. Part of us, it makes us laugh and makes us a bit giddy and we slag it because we're not yeah. entirely comfortable with it. But part of us fucking Absolutely, yeah. understands that he, that young fellow is one of us and one of us is capable of that type of fucking dreaming because he's one of us. Yeah. And being Irish... That, that part of your brain never fucking, never closes over. It's know? almost like having a, <coughs> it's an experience, it's an experience, he's, he's gone into a, an experience that nobody else could have. It's incredible, yeah? I'll tell you another strange story. I get about my mind blown open. And that's a true story and me and Tommy know that man yeah, yeah. and we know that man, think we know that man well. Uh, well, th- there was no mention of that when he was telling the story. He so wouldn't right. have told many people he did it now. Yeah. He didn't look for any publications or any, oh, Nav no. Man Walks to Castle Reef. He just did it. I'll tell you another uh, short story now that will, um, just the dimensions of Irishness. We were drinking one night, Wicklow or Waterford, one of them fucking www places anyway. <laughs> And it was after a show and we were in this kind of a, kind of a wagon wheel type of a bar, kind of a Western fucking influence on it, you know. And we got, myself and all my fellow banditos were there and we were having a few fucking pints and people were coming over and there was a young one. I'd say she was about, now young ones are always coming up to me. Young ones are always fucking, you know. And they oh, can I get a photo taken with you? And it's fine putting your, you throw your arm around them and they snuggle up to you for the photograph and then they turn to you and say, oh, my granddad thinks you're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but so there's this young one there she's from Newry she's like Newry and she's like her hair is almost purple black you know and she's got beautiful white skin and she's kind of um, she seems to be making more of an effort with herself than anybody else around you know she's extra good looking and she's kind of extra fancy and do you know what I mean and, and she seems She's fine, like, you know, but I'm, I was just aware of this, as aware as I am of everybody else in the room, you know. And people are fucking drinking and drinking and drinking and drinking and she's starting to show off more and more and more, you know. And uh, it's just a fucking strange fucking kind of spirit drink confidence about her. There was a pole near the couch where we were fucking all sitting, one of these kind of fucking horseshoe-shaped couches. And there's a fucking pole there, you know. Like for pole dancing? I don't think it was like for, I think it could have been, maybe it's a structural thing, but right. it wasn't that fucking thick anyway, it's the main thing. Next thing, she starts, she fucking climbs up on it and she starts doing fucking pole dancing on it. Right? And she's like, look at me, look at her. And she's fucking, she's eyeballing me and she's fucking doing all this. And she's not a bad fucking pole dancer. She's a bit fucking steamed like, but she's not bad. Next thing, she falls off the fucking pole, right? Onto the couch, right? She falls back, she's laughing. And she gets up. Her hair stayed <laughs> on the couch. And it was, I swear to God, my memory of it is even the fucking music stopped. She just, she had, the, poor, the crater had alopecia. Oh, right. Right. And she just fucking, in that microsecond, all of that confidence just oh. fucking disappeared. There she was, looking, a, a woman who would look at herself in the mirror and be struggling with, yeah. w- with th- that particular ailment. 
is able to fucking put on a show, a show yeah. and has the fucking hair and everything and she just fucking she, she started going she started screaming Jesus Jesus and she must have been like a born again Christian from New Year because I'm going to hell the devil has got a place for me in hell I'm going to burn in hell because I'm a dirty girl I'm a dirty <laughs> dirty dirty girl the poor thing like she was fucking like she was screaming at herself yeah, just yeah, I'm going like to hell I'm going to hell I'm going to burn and so some of these naughty fucking evangelicals are yeah. out there with the fucking fundamentalist Christian heads in them like and they've Jesus says this and Jesus says that and the Lord God Almighty will raise you from the dead on the third day and she is just full of this I'm going to hell I'm going to burn in hell 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 oh my goodness so the other women, <laughs> the, the fuck? other women just took fucking care of her, and, and you know, uh, we were all staying in the same hotel, and they, I guess, they just fucking, as everybody wanted to do, was to make sure she was, she was all okay, right, yeah. you know, and that. Um, but she'd set herself up like she. It was the fact that she was putting herself on parade, and then that's what fucking happened, right? So. The following morning, we're all checking out of the hotel. I go down to reception. And it's about 11 o'clock of a bright fucking sunny Sunday morning. And I see her there with her pal. And I have to walk past them to get... I, I would If I could have, I would have fucking just... Gone. Not, yeah. not wanted to rem, remind them of what had happened the previous night. So I... But I had to walk past them. So I had to fucking say something. And the closer I got... I saw that the wig was fucking on her, right? But it was all fucking it was the all, wrong way. It was all lopsided, like she, like it was just fucking dishevelled. <laughs> the wig, yeah, like anyone's hair after a Saturday night. Yeah, out. she just hadn't put it on right, and it was kind of half, just half all over the place. So I went up and I just says, "Well, how are y'all?" And she looked up at me with the fucking hair <laughs> and she looked up at me the sparkle back in her eyes and said that was some fucking crack last night hey. <laughs> and that's the uh, beautiful end of it. That's the kind of the spirit of Irishness is that you something awful can happen to you but the following morning you're able to say the, the, the just, just able to fucking bounce back and go and I swear to God with so knowing what had happened and the wig fucking on half sideways and backwards and you didn't do a Larry David on it and say you know fix and she just said that was some crack last night hey that was beautiful that's all from us this week ladies and gentlemen hope you've enjoyed this week's show um, so whether you're listening we, on the way to work or on the way to bed or out for a walk thanks for subscribing everybody and we subscribe. hope you mind yourselves over the next uh, let's mind each other over the next month or so Turara as they say and Falcha Amalia This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.